Hello, 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 and welcome to Heat 38 of the Beatles World Cup. We're taking 213 Beatles songs, and like the Hunger Games, they're being sent out into a forest, and slowly you're going to hear a... <laughs> um, certainly this week you'll hear three, because we've got was, four... Was that flatulence at the end there? No, no more no more body noises okay. making the edit this uh, this time, Rob. Um, anyway, okay. yes, hi, I'm Jono. I'm Rob. And Rob, we had four songs last week uh, picked out. Last week, of course, Any Time at All won mm-hmm. uh, against all odds. Um, and we were hoping for a slightly less mediocre week this week. What did we get? We have got Nowhere Man from Rubber Soul, Act Naturally from Help, Till There Was You from With The Beatles and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band from the album of the same name. Well, it was seven days ago today that we Sergeant, took... Yes. Oh no, that we got those songs, there was nothing else. Alright, welcome to the Beatles World Cup. Need to think about the second part of the joke more, you know? We need to make notes, I think, uh, instead of just winging it. I think so. All right, let's crack into the first one from Rubber Soul, Nowhere Man. Oh, yeah. Now, there's been speculation over the years, Jono, about who the Nowhere Man was or is, and there are isn't, writers... Isn't it always Brian Epstein? The answer to the question is Brian Epstein, always for these Or, or Mal Evans. Oh, Look, writers have always picked out candidates, actually not Brian Epstein or or Mal in this case. Uh, But John told the Beatles biographer Hunter Davies that it was him. Uh, Not Hunter Davies, that it was John. John was the nowhere man because apparently he'd been trying to write and a few hours had gone by and he was exhausted and he felt like he was nowhere. You know, literally he was a nowhere man living in a nowhere land. And I think, honestly, this is one of Rubber Soul's jewels in the crown i know people know that i love rubber soul very much but here i think the lyrics great the bass is so melodic the harmonies are sublime it's one of the songs that isn't one of the really really big beatles numbers you know god tier beatles numbers i've called them in the past it's not hey jude or let it be or all you need is love or something like that but it's one of the really 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 good Beatles numbers if people get the nuance of what I'm saying there totally mm. um, it is a it is a nowhere song isn't it <laughs> there's not there's not a lot I like it yeah I like it a lot no that's fine mm. but it is what do you mean like, then it, it's it's a it's a nowhere song in that it, it, there isn't a lot it's not overly deep because it's in a song about nothing it's the Seinfeld of Rubber Soul <laughs> Never thought of it that way, but okay, let's let's riff on that. Well, it's just like it's just talking about a man who is a nothing person, really. Mm. So there's not a lot to it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, and it kind of you know is the whole reason for the story, I guess, or for the song. Mm. But I think you know, isn't he a bit like you and me? It sort of brings the audience in, and you can sort of relate, you know. You know, because I'm sure there are people out there who feel like this every day of their lives, you know. Uh, unfortunately, they get out of bed and they, they probably feel like this. And at other times, you, you might feel like this one day and then the next day you're fine again. Hmm. So I think there's some universality in it, uh, Jono. 
which making, I think is making all good. his nowhere plans for nobody. Yeah. It's not an overly sad song. Like it's kind of it doesn't sound you should it sounds like you should really be, you know, depressed by him. But it doesn't it has a well, not a positive sound to it, but it's I think the bass is too melodic for it mm. to be sad. Yeah. It's not Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor no. Rigby is sad. She's the nowhere you know, woman. Well, I guess she is. But but think of the music there, like a yeah. like, and it's like, oh shit, that's scary, you know. <laughs> Whereas it's like this sort of nowhere man is just kind of ambling along through life, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the mm. bass gives that away. Um, the harmonising in this is lovely. Yeah. The three of them, oh. really beautiful. And the production is great. We've got past the early Beatles production. We're not quite in modern production like Abbey Road style production yet. We're in this beautiful period of production. I, I find it very listenable, all of Rubber Soul, honestly. Mm. Just because of the production. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a song that was, came out of literally a lack of ideas, It's it's got some ideas. Mm, I think so. Um, Talking about songs with ideas, well, I'm not sure how much of an idea this one was, but certainly the idea of having Ringo sing it was fun. Uh, Act Naturally. Act Naturally, a cover version here, a Johnny Russell cover version. Now, Johnny Russell is not as well known as uh, some of the other great rock and rollers we venerate on this podcast, uh, no names mentioned. Um, But it's a song Ringo picked for himself when no song had really made itself apparent on the soundtrack for this for this film, like, oh, that'll be the Ringo song. Ringo was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll do this one. You know, he, he picked it out. And it seems we have some folk in the listening audience who don't like Ringo's country rockabilly type cover version uh, type pieces. But I think they're great. I think the song suits him down to the ground, you know, if you imagine Paul or John trying to sing this, they'd just be singing it and they wouldn't be really embodying it like Ringo does. When Ringo sings it, you can almost imagine it's a song about him. You know, he wants to make it in the movies, you know, <laughs> they're going to make a big star out of him, you know, but if Paul was singing that, you wouldn't believe it. No. But when Ringo sings it, I believe it, yeah. Jono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, which is, I'm not sure if that's sad or if it's, I don't know what it is, but, um, <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. This is, no one could sing this but Ringo. Yeah. Or Johnny Russell. Yes. <laughs> True. Um, I tell you one thing. It is definitely at the top of Ringo's range. Like he is, he is pushing his range in some of those bits. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently it is the Ringo song on tour. Like it, Ringo still plays this now on his right. tour. The Ringo right. Star Peace and Love Tour, whatever it is. With um, the Ringo Star Band, Ringo Star I imagine Band. He has. Yeah. And yeah. he still plays it. It's been a consistent part of his touring lineup of a set list. Do you know I've never sat down and watched a full concert of that band? Isn't would that you, strange? Would, have they ever come to Australia? Well, I don't even mean in terms of live. I mean in terms, I'm sure if I go on YouTube, you could find a whole gig. I've never had the inclination to sit down and watch a whole Ringo Starr gig. Right. Mm. But would you go to one if he came to Australia? I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd ask the work bestie. She might take me. Right. <laughs> That's interesting. But you'd go and see McCartney. 
Well, the last time he was out here, I didn't. Oh. Um, honestly, uh, I had I have seen him, but the last time he was here, no, I I didn't go. Interesting. No. I have an odd relationship with gigs at times. Right. That that's something for another day. I, was gonna say, I feel like we're about to head down a rabbit hole. So let's <laughs> like, let's just jump over that. Um, uh, one uh, uh, interesting thing about this is pretty much the last cover that they did up until I think right up until Let It Be or the Get Back era. Sure, yeah, yeah. They get to this point, then it's just all them. It's yeah. all them from there on in, yeah. um, which is interesting. And this obviously never released as a single, but it was the B-side to Yesterday in the US. <laughs> well, there's some contrast for you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday acted naturally. Yeah. An interesting one. A fun one from Ringo. Um, it's about as far as we can go with that one, I think. Um, I think it's a good pick for the US market. You know, back in the 60s, that sort of country vibe, oh, yeah. I think it would have played well across a lot of US states. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to Till There Was You. Yes. A Paul song. Paul always had a soft spot for musical theatre. And that would come out in his writing. Even as a kid, in his teens, he'd be... He'd be I think he wrote When I'm 64 as a teenager, I think, if I recall that story right. Um, you know, so he sort of had this inclination towards this kind of music. Um, granny music is what Lennon used to call it. <laughs> Paul would be writing granny music, yeah. which is quite funny. Um, but I think it makes for a really nice counterpoint on a lot of Beatles records when... Paul would write a song like this, or in this case, it's a cover version. And isn't it so lovely? Paul's doing a really sweet voice, not his shouty little Richard voice. I can't hear this and not think of their Ed Sullivan appearance, where it was one of the songs they did. You know, Paul up there looking so earnest and clean cut. You know, he probably thought, oh, you know, the person who wrote this is probably in the audience, or at least in the TV audience. You know, watching me do this, I better do it right. Uh, it feels so textbook, early Beatles, McCartney, even though it's a cover, I I quite like it. it it's, it's saccharine sweet, but I like it. I mean, it is, it is mellow to the point of mellowness. Mm. Um, they did this at the Royal Variety Performance in 1964, three, four... Um, Is that and then, the people in the cheap seats rattle your jewellery gig? Oh, it might have been. Um, I think they, that was that one. But they um, did this and then followed it with Twist and Shout. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Again, contrast. Showing your range. <laughs> um, some lovely bongo work in here by Ringo. Ringo Bongo. Um, yeah, yeah. Lovely guitar work. A lovely little solo. With nylon string guitars. It sounds like it for mm. sure, yeah. Yeah, it's very mellow. Yeah, super mellow. I'd say almost a bit boring. Okay, it doesn't outstay its welcome, though. It's not very long. It is true. And yeah, the guitar works nice. Um, I don't know. Feels mellow. Too mellow. Mm, mm. It feels mellow. It feels very much like a Paul Solo sort of thing. Uh, you know, the spotlight is, is very much on him. You know... Yeah. There are better songs here today. That is true. All right, let's move on from that. Let's go on to, uh, from your favourite album, <laughs> always exciting, to crack into a Sgt. Pepper, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Now, just to remind you, um, obviously, as we said before, that the reprise 
um, has already gone through. It won its round. It did. I can't uh, remember what it was up against. Way, but way, 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 way back towards the beginning. So, yeah, it's through. Does the original get through? Rob. Wow. Let's see. Uh, I think everyone knows this backstory to Pepper, you know, Paul having this idea. Um, possibly it was from Mal Evans. Let's tell a Mal Evans story. Uh, possibly Mal Evans was saying salt and pepper and Paul heard it as Sergeant Pepper. Um, or possibly it was that there was a drink in the US, still is, called Dr. Pepper. Um, but Paul had this idea about Sergeant Pepper, you know, and it could be a new band. But aside from this track and the reprise you just mentioned, it's not actually a concept album at all. <laughs> and they just wrote a whole bunch of songs and stuck them in between the two. Um, you know... I like the reprise a lot. I think I would have voted for that. Um, I think that's how it got through. I don't think that was you winning a, a John or Paul toss. I think we both agreed on that one. Mm. Uh, I actually like the reprise more than this version. That's not to say this version doesn't have a vibe and some charm. It, it is a really a song, though, um, that just sort of introduces the album. So would I reach out to this track just to play... I don't know or would I just listen to it when I'm just playing the album from start to finish I think probably the latter so it's not one I really reach for but it's competent I like it so I remember back when we talked about the reprise I was like oh the reprise is way better than the opening way better hands down and it's certainly rockier and it's got more of an energy yes but listening back to this I had to listen back I've got to just take everything else out of my head and just listen to it as if I was listening to it for the first time and it was opening the album and as an album opener with the amount of uh, like effects that are in there and, and and sound effects which is probably the first time that they'd really done sound effects mm-hmm. hugely up to that point oh um, yeah in a big way yes as a scene setter it's really it is a very interesting song also because and my main thing with this previously has been, oh, it just sounds like it's a little bit like it's a bit not ploddy, but it doesn't sound like they're really apart from Paul with, I guess, the the, the main uh, intro when they're mm. singing like the chorus, it does sound a bit like they're not really into it. But then I was wondering, maybe that's it. Maybe the whole reason for it is because they're playing this band that is Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, who probably aren't in it as much as they used to mm. or maybe they were just all stoned and weren't giving it their all well this year I think it was LSD was the drug of choice on yeah. this album yeah um, <laughs> mm. maybe that's sort of all part of the joke is the whole them you know it is meant to be a bit like and we're going through the motions here again because this band has been performing for 20 years right in the same in the same location maybe Mm. or am I I overthinking it (laughs) well I I think you are overthinking it but it's fun to do you know so (laughs) look there's a gnarly there's a there's a gnarly er guitar riff in the reprise Mm. you know we the one two three four (laughs) the drums come in and then the gnarly guitar riff that's all good but here there is still a guitar riff that's quite cool yeah, you know, and and let's not forget the 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 story where like Jimi Hendrix heard this and two or three days later played it live at a gig. I think Paul and John were there in the audience, mm. you know. So it was influential, and you know, Jimi Hendrix saw something in it. So and, you know, and, but, mm. and and from the sort of the iconic 
side of things as well. I mean, it's got one of the most, one of their most iconic lines. It was 20 years ago today. Yes, which was then used in the uh, the 1987 campaign when they put it out on CD, as I recall. And every other year. <laughs> it was 40 yes. years ago today. There was actually, a, a, I think, a BBC, a BBC, it wasn't a documentary, but it was basically where they got a whole bunch of bands and like British bands of, of the time. Mm. So when would this have been? Two, so 2007? Mm-hmm. And they went into Abbey Road and attempted to remake each track. Each band had a different track to make uh, using the original equipment. Oh wow! I'd which love was to quite see fascinating. Um, I don't think they, I don't think they did all of them. And I mm-hmm. want to say it was like bands like Keen and that kind of ilk. <laughs> oh, the, oh, oh, so what, like Arctic Monkeys maybe? Yeah, or? I, don't, I don't think them. There was Franz somebody else. Ferdinand? Kind of that vibe. That era, that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sort yeah. of in, indie-ish. Yeah, I have to go back and have a look. There was there was a very, was it Manic Street Preachers? Oh, I'd like that. As well. I'll have to go back and look into it. But um, yeah, I think I think there there is the, yeah, I'm, I'm a little less hard on this versus the reprise than I was, you know, months ago. Okay. So I'm 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 keeping this in the mix. I think. Okay. I know it's tough for you because you bloody hate Sergeant Pepper. Um. <laughs> so to, it's the title track of the album. There, there are tracks. <laughs> there are tracks on the album I, I'm not enamoured with. This isn't one of them. This one's okay. All right. Okay. Well, those are our four tracks. Nowhere Man, Act Naturally, Till There Was You, and Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the original. Mm-hmm. We've got a pick run, Rob. I'm, 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 I'm guessing where you're going, though. I think I've been pretty open with this, uh, so I'll just rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going with Nowhere Man from The Mighty Rubber Soul. Well done. And That's well yours? done, because you've actually got it through to the next round, because I tend to agree with you. Ah, very um, good. For a nothing song, for the Seinfeld song <laughs> of Rubber Soul, <laughs> yes, it, it's, it's, it's the winner out of these four, I think. I think Sergeant right. Pepper is is iconic, but it's not a terribly brilliant song. And mm. we can't, yeah, 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 yeah. No brainer. Now I'm thinking of Seinfeld skits about rubber. What is the deal with rubber soul? <laughs> How can a soul be rubber? <laughs> he was wearing the shoe. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Why yes. is Michelle my <laughs> bell? Ah, <laughs> oh, we could riff on that this all night. There's a Norwegian go. wood thing in there somewhere as well, I think. But anyway, okay. Hey, uh, we need to crack on with Norwegian that. wood. Yeah. Where do you get that? Do you get it at IKEA? Mm. Anyway, we're done with it now. I think. We, um, we are done. All right. Hey, let's uh, pick out our four songs for next week. Pen and paper at the ready. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. First out. Let's not beat about the bush here. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, back to Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> so, all right. Can't escape it. Um, Rob. Yes? I need you. Oh, it's lovely. But what's the song? <laughs> uh, Mother Nature's Son. Uh, white album. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, Mother Nature's Son White Album, Rob? Yes, it is. Yes, yes it is yes. the White Album. And yes, it is 
is our fourth song for next week. Lovely. Fabulous. Hey, uh, please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, whether killing Sergeant Pepper was the right thing to do. You can do that via Gmail, the Beatles World Cup at gmail.com. Uh, also via Twitter at Beatles World Cup, where we will have our regular weekly poll up. And you can mm-hmm. make your views known. Uh, and you can visit us on Facebook as well. Excellent. That's us. Have a lovely week. I will do. You too. I was meeting everyone else, Rob, but yeah. Oh. You as well. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.